the Arizona Coyotes not able to take the Vancouver Canucks. That's unfortunate, but it's a back-to-back, so going forward, Seattle Kraken, last time they played each other, it was a pretty good win. We're going to talk about both last night's game and tonight's game on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That is Carl Pavlik. We want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen of the day. We are available free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Excited to be here with you because, well, the Kraken uh, is another game we have coming up. And the last time the Coyotes played the Kraken, Carl, the Coyotes won and gave and that was, and got the fir- their first win of the season against the Kraken. Yep. And it was, and it was like, "Hey, we beat the expansion team." Yeah, I mean, it was a good thing, especially after the last expansion team, the Vegas Golden Knights, seemed to always beat the Coyotes. Uh, the Coyotes got to, to finally beat up on an expansion team and a historically bad start. Um, it was great to see. Exactly, but we're going to talk about that game in a little bit later, but we have to first get some house cleaning items, and that is discuss the, well, the loss. Um, yeah. Not a good loss, 5-1 to one yeah. to the Vancouver Canucks. Just, okay, let's, let's, let's start off a couple of, couple of things. First, second period collapse. One of those was contributed to... Connor Garland. Yeah, uh, Connor Garland got his 11th goal of the season. Uh, more impressively, I think, Oliver Ekman Larson had three assists on the night. Uh, so, good night for former Coyotes players. Why does it always feel that way? <sighs> I mean, we talked about it. Like These players, they have a lot of pride. Um, they, they always want to have a good game against their former teams. Um, and the Coyotes are not good this year, so it's pretty easy to have a good game against them. I guess so. It just look at just, just look at it. Especially, I mean, I guess it hurts the most. Like I didn't think. Like I, I've seen a lot of other players do well against the Coyotes, and it's like, oh yeah, that kind of hurts. But Connor Garland is the one that got yeah. me the most. I, I mean, let's let's be let's be fair. Uh, Garland hasn't had the best season with the the Canucks. Um, he is. Not even on pace to hit a full 20 goals, which would be a shame for him in his first year with his new team. Uh, he's already on the trade block, so eh, I'm happy that he was able to get a goal last night. Hopefully it kind of boosts his stock and he can get to a team that can actually use him. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. I'm happy for him. Yeah. I'm sad <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, sports, sports is just that way. Uh, and, and honestly, like... The Coyotes should have been able to overcome that. Uh, we saw another second period collapse. I can't even keep track of how many we've had. We've seen this season. Uh, it's it's an issue that I do not think there's really a solution at this point. I think it's just a 
the nature of this team. We're going to see second period collapses for the next. I think uh, even I think even Torine, I think I'm sure because I was listening to him the radio, either the radio broadcast or watching in the TV. They they went to him talking about you know game plan and stuff like that. I think he recognized that second periods were a were a fault on this team. Obviously, he doesn't say he didn't use the term second period collapse like we do, but he he recognizes that second periods are a problem. I mean, it'd be it's good that he recognizes that because that is the first step to addressing it. Um, and we've seen other coaches not be able to recognize that and not be able to properly respond. Uh, I do think there is something specific with the second period. I think teams like you know they know what's they needs they need to do they're making adjustments and the coyotes are not making the same adjustments that they need to stay competitive um it's it's a coaching issue i think and it's also a player personnel issue let's be real um the team's not good uh they don't have the talent to really withstand like a, a big assault um and they have an accurate view that they're not a good team so it's easy for them to get stuck in their head it's all this, the same things we've been talking about all season. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and mention um, the last thing I want to mention in terms of like how the Canucks just pretty much destroyed Arizona. And that is the uh, – even though like there was no way the Kaiders could have came back from that collapse, but what I call like was the dagger goal, and that was the coast-to-coast from J.T. Miller. Ah, yeah. That was a that was quite a nifty goal, uh, right after a four on four. So he had plenty of room. Like I think it just expired as he entered the offensive zone. Uh, that was definitely a dagger in the heart. Um, definitely, and I think what's what, there was a term I was just looking for on that. Um, oh yeah, it was more of like if the Coyotes were trying to get any momentum at all, that goal just killed it. Because they pretty much, because we talked about confidence, right? Yeah. If there's a goal that's going to absolutely destroy your confidence as a team, it's going to be a you know a you know a player just walking through the defense, going coast to coast and putting it in. Absolutely. Um, and it, it really doesn't help that it was early on in that period. So like any hopes of you know getting the two more goals, like you're back to being down three. That was rough. Uh, I, I want to give credit to the Vancouver penalty kill. Um, I think teams have discovered that the best way to face the Coyotes power play, which is not good, is to be super aggressive against them. And it worked. Uh, the Coyotes only had five shots on four power plays, which is not nearly enough, um, especially for a team that was, you know, out shooting the Canucks five on five. So I don't know how it didn't translate into successful power play but credit to the Canucks who should have the worst penalty kill in the league just being very aggressive and perfectly countering the Coyotes maybe they they took notes of all the other games the Coyotes were playing against some teams with similar style and they're like oh let's not do that yeah Uh, I mean honestly it's a good strategy uh for any teams that are listening be very aggressive against the Coyotes uh and you'll probably force turnovers. You're not going to have a chance to shoot. Uh, you know, you'll, draw down- penalties. <laughs> you'll draw penalties. There's a downside. I think you know, overly aggressive penalty kills, like 
you're going to lead to eventually someone finds some room and gets a goal, but that's not going to happen too much for the Coyote. So yeah, might as well take your chances. Absolutely. But uh, five won the final score. So, I mean, I guess we had to give a little bit of credit to the one goal scorer for the Coyotes in, in uh, Lawson Krause. Yeah. Breaking the, the, the shutout. Good for him. Uh, I do uh, Krause with his 12th goal. He's on pace to set careers highs and goals and points. So I'm, I'm fine with that. If Krause could have a good season, a 20 goal season for the first time in his career, I'm absolutely okay with that. So Krause having a good season, Keller having a good season. Like, we just yeah. need to just do some more. Like we've been saying since before the year even started, like the only way to survive this season as a Coyotes fan is to focus on individual success stories. And Krause is one of them. Um, and if you could do that, you don't have to worry as much about the team being one of the worst in the league. Yeah. It's just uh, also focus on the future. Focus on the future. There's a focus on everything but the big picture present. Yep. Heck, even like even Shane Wright aside, guys, look at um, Dylan Gunther, what he's doing right now in the WHO. Uh, look at Josh Doan, what he's doing right now in the NCAA. Like. Gunther's name came up quite a bit uh, on the TV broadcast last night for a reason. Like um, the Coyotes, well, they uh, they need something to look forward to, and prospects in the developing is, is definitely an area that they can look forward to. Exactly. So it's gonna be it's gonna be quite uh, quite the future for Arizona if they execute everything correctly. Yep. But. That is going to be um, it for talking about the Vancouver Canucks game. We're just we're going to move ahead. Talk about the Seattle Kraken. The Coyotes just go south of the border from Vancouver to Seattle to visit Seattle and talk about what's going on with them. Uh, again, last time they played each other was a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent matchup. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, a quick word from Carl. So. I have a message from our friends at Built Bar, and it's that time of the year, and I'm pretty sure that you've all given up on your New Year's resolutions, but not this year. Uh, I personally am trying to stick to my resolution to eat right, and that is thanks in large part to Built Bar, because it feels like not really breaking the resolution, because you actually enjoy eating them. Um the Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including the, the Built Bar Puffs, which are definitely a new flavor. They're high in protein, low in calories, and it's a good way to replace your current habit of getting a candy bar. If you're looking to eat right, it becomes really hard as the year goes on just because you have those cravings for taste that you, you know, wish you have. And rather than getting like a mint brownie or you know, coconut almond candy bar, white chocolate cookies and cream candy bar, you can get a Built Bar. They have all of those flavors in Built Bar, and they're really delicious. Uh, so go to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com to enjoy all of the tasty flavors and keep your New Year's resolution going this year. 
Uh, when you mentioned the puffs, Carl, I got hungry. Because <laughs> yeah. I, because I've had some of the good puffs. Churro puff. You are there. always talking about the churro puff. Uh, the the puffs, they're they're really fluffy uh, and protein-infused um, and marshmallowy. So I, I'm not seeing churro puffs yet, but hopefully they'll be back soon for you. I'm hoping so. <laughs> but anyways, let's now get to the uh, the tonight's game. Arizona Coyotes versus Seattle Kraken at the Climate Pledge Arena. I'm not Horrible make, names. Yeah, I'm not going to make the same mistake that, was it Gary Bettman when he said Climate Change Arena? Uh, this year has brought us just a bunch of horrible names for arenas, and Climate Pledge is probably one of the worst. What would you rather have, Climate Pledge or Crypto.com? Uh, honestly, I hate them both for different reasons. Uh, or Ball. I'd I'd have I'd prefer Ball. Uh, honestly, over over Climate Pledge, which uh, I feel is just a needless pandering, uh, and crypto, which, uh, is something that I do not like, uh, is a concept. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But let's get to tonight's game. Um, as I mentioned several times already in this episode, they've already played once before. They were going to play earlier in December. And again, remember, this is one of the rescheduled games from late in December from pre-Christmas break when COVID broke out and ran rampant through the league and all yada, yada, yada. Um, now we're playing each other for the second time this season. And last again, last time it was, it was a pretty good showing for Arizona. First win, then that Scott Wedgwood came out and showed, and showed himself. Obviously, Scott Wedgwood is not on the trip. He is injured. Nope. Um, so we're not going to see that again, but we uh, might see I, a decent game. Yeah. Uh, decent game, hopefully. Uh, I did see Craig Morgan tweeted just over 45 minutes ago from Roman recording. Uh, Carol Vimoka will be getting the start tonight in Seattle. Uh, I know we talked yesterday about how good it would be to get Prosvetov. Uh, I wrote in my preview for Five for Howling, this may be the first time Prospetov is playing against a team that's not going to go to the playoffs, but nope, Vimelka's getting the start, which I can understand the logic. Um, I, I didn't think he had a horrible game, um, and it's nice to kind of just throw him back in and, and hopefully get him a win. You want to make sure that your de facto starting goaltender is you know, in the right headspace, and a, a quick win can do that for him. Absolutely. So it was... So it's going to be a. It's going to, I mean, let's, let's put it this way. Um, because Vemelka is in, it's going to be a fun game because we know what Vemelka can do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's honestly like the uh, the Vancouver Canucks are a bad team, but they're not that bad. Uh, like the, when we were looking at, there was like a, a reasonable chance they could potentially make a wild card spot. They need to go on like a really good run. Uh, and some of the teams in front of them would need to, you know, falter a little the, bit. They were in the middle with it was Vancouver, San Jose, and who else was it? That was right uh, there in the Pacific Division. 
it's a pretty tight division. Uh, so uh, looks like the ah, the Oilers are Oilers, right there. With, that's what it was. The Oilers. Yeah. Oilers and the Flames have played fewer games though, so that's why. Yeah, they're gonna need a little bit of luck, but but still, they're in the hunt. The Seattle Kraken, on the other hand, are 14 points shy of the Vancouver Canucks, so they are a truly bad team. Uh, slightly better than the Coyotes, but the Coyotes are actively rebuilding. Uh, the Seattle Kraken should not be this bad. Yeah, the Seattle in the Western Conference, the Seattle Kraken are the second worst team because, because again, Coyotes are the worst. So twenty six points for the Coyotes, thirty four points for the Kraken, and again, if we want to talk about league overall, the Montreal Canadiens are at twenty three points. Yeah, uh, and the and the New Jersey Devils, which we mentioned earlier, are at thirty seven. Yeah, so. Not a good team. Uh, this is one of the the few games where I think the Coyotes need to to come out and have a good game and and show what they can do against uh, an opponent that I'm sure is going to be looking to you know, get a little bit of revenge for uh, for handing the Coyotes their first win. Especially in that in in that kind of fashion, because remember it was it like. Like we thought the the Kraken were just gonna run over because the Kraken scored like a goal in like was it twenty seconds? Uh it was it was something crazy like that. The Coyotes had to come back. Let me pull up the the box score from that game. They, I think because they started Vaymelka that day, and Vaymelka let two in in like a span of a minute. Yep, and then. Um, and then immediately after that, it's like, all right, you're done. Wedgwood, you're in. And then the rest was history. Yeah. Uh, Kraken got two girl- goals in the first minute. Uh, but the Coyotes were able to, to cut it in half and, uh, you know, get the, get their first uh, 34 seconds later, which just goes <laughs> to show how, how the Coyotes can avoid collapsing. Get, get a goal, get, get a goal immediately after like, their opponent score have that good neck shift and that's that's it's unfortunate that they can't do that they they can't have that good neck shift they get stuck in their head too much or something it tends to happen unfortunately um and when you're a young team like the was and the coyotes confidence is going to be an issue sometimes yeah. uh but looks like uh lawson Krause had two goals in that game so Hey, maybe we can get a, a big game from Kraus again tonight. I hope so. Because again, and I p- always point to last year when he just had terrible luck. Yeah. Right. He uh he definitely seems to be adapting well to 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 Bear's system. Uh it's funny we talked about you know, maybe Chikrin was benefiting a lot from Tockets. Kraus, I think, is is doing really well in the current system. And a lot of that, and, and a lot of that just makes sense, right? You know, you have certain players who work well under certain coach systems because that is the way they are. And I'm trying to remember if, if uh, based off the way Kraus played, if that if fitting under Tornay system would have like even just like the term for it. Um, looking back at it, if that would if if I realized it should have been the best thing for him based off how he played in Tucson, but I, it's just not. 
I can't. Yeah. I can't picture. It's been a while since he played in Tucson. It's been uh, like four years. But he he also I think had quite a few roles in, in the years under Tocket's system. Um, there's always been like this desire to play him with Clayton Keller, which I get. Like it seems like on paper it should fit, and it just never works out really. Um, so I, I I don't know if like how much it was the system, how much it was just like him developing as a player uh, or, or the personnel around him. But for whatever reason, things are clicking for Kraus. Heck, maybe he uh, he bought a new pair of socks uh, before the season and wears those socks before every game. Athletes are superstitious sometimes. It could be something as simple as that to get him in the maybe right about a different Maybe about a, 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 a different brand of skates. Or stick or, or, stick. or something. Or gloves uh, or something, but uh, may, or or maybe it's him skating alongside Phil the Thrill. Yeah, or you know, just a year full of a uh, or or an off season full of like training and practice and and improving the game. It could it could be. Let's be fair. It's probably a lot of things that are just adding up to a to a great loss in cross here. It, yeah, absolutely. Anyways, though. We still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to discuss the uh, the predictions on this game. But first, before we get into any of that, though, I want to let you guys know that Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in just under a week. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts. And news this season. It's not just football. Bet Online has uh, has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates on current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the twenty twenty two season. Bet Online, where the game starts. And speaking of Bet Online, it is time for our Locked On Coyotes picks of the game. Powered by our friends at BetOnline.net. Because what do we got? We got some fun lines. Arizona Coyotes are point and a half underdogs. Unfortunately, Carl, they didn't get the favor this time as we as you were hoping for. Um, money line plus one ninety eight for the Arizona Coyotes. Minus two twenty two for Seattle. Total points at five and a half. Hmm. Well, uh, yesterday I predicted, what was it, a 5-3 Coyotes win? Uh, I predicted a 4-3 Coyotes win. I even yeah, said I, like the money line, which was a dumb move. Which but we uh, both picked the over, so yeah. we got that one right. Uh, and I think this is going to be another over game. Um, I, I think it's going to be tighter. I'm going to steal your score from yesterday. Four three. Four three. I'm Coyotes overtime. Coyotes overtime. I'm gonna go five four. Coyotes overtime. Okay, okay. Um I don't I feel like this could be a good bounce back game for the Coyotes. Um and they are going to be ready 
they're going to be a little bit tired because they did play yesterday, but they're going to be ready. The, the Kraken haven't played since last week. So I think they have a bit of an edge in that. It's the classic rest versus rest question, right? Yeah. And moment and you know, or momentum versus tired question, right? It's like it's like it's like, oh, you had someone who just came off a game or someone who had a week off. Who yeah. has the advantage? Um It's a fun it's and- a fun little it's a fun little thing to ponder sometimes. And, and like and the answer to that is it depends on how each team prepares. Yeah. If if you are like one of those teams that kind of does lots of practice during the, the break and make sure that your systems are tight, um, or if you're just kind of waiting for people to recover, rest can be can be great. If you use that time to just kind of get lazy or decompress or you know, you're the Seattle Kraken, so you know your team's not gonna get the playoffs anyway. So maybe you take a little bit of extra time off, go for some golf, drink a couple of glasses of wine, then it's may hurt you a little bit. And I am well, for Seattle for the first in Seattle case, I think it'd more be coffee than wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're just having those tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Um but uh yeah. I, 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 we have seen plenty of rest situations and plenty of rest situations. And you're right. It does depend on the team and how they prepare. I think we're going to get a rest one from the, from the Kraken. Exactly. Now here's the question for you. So we have, we're both picking the over. Now I'm going back to the question I again had yesterday. Are you taking the points or are you taking the money line? I'm doing points. (laughs) I, I think, uh, the over is uh, the best case scenario. Um, I think it's the most likely scenario. I do not trust the Coyotes to actually be on the, the right side of that over. Exactly. So um, I learned my mistake. Never pick the money line unless I'm 100% confident, which is going to be incredibly rare whenever I'm 100% confident. Yeah. Unless maybe the next time they play the Montreal Canadiens, um, <laughs> which even okay. then, now the the Canadians are planning to not get swept by the Coyotes. Like I, I cannot think of a better motivation. Or how about which team wants to lose more? Because uh, like uh, like we always say, teams don't tank. Uh, front offices do. So fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I'm taking the points as well. Okay. Um, so obviously the um, that just lowers the chance of winning more because we both have a win in the prediction, but it's a safer bet. I would agree, and and honestly, like this one is like if we don't even know. Like, there's so many question marks for this team. We are just making assumptions on how Seattle is going to handle a week-long rest. That is, you know, a lot of question marks. And I would be a little bit more cautious with your betting today. Always be cautious with your betting. Remember, gamble responsibly if you are betting. Um, Because I know people, you get addicted to gambling. It's not fun. No. Getting addicted to anything is not fun. Uh, getting addicted to something that 
takes a lot of money is is not good at all. So so please be careful. Um, honestly, if you are a Coyotes fan, just you're you're probably better betting against the Coyotes any night of the week because eh, there's a reason they're expected to finish at the bottom of the standings. They're going to lose a lot of games. But this one seems like one that they could potentially win if things go right. Let's put it this way. Let's, let's, let, let, let me go further and listen. Let's say this, Carl. You and I have been pretty freaking good on the over-unders. <laughs> so if there's, a, if there's anything to learn out of this, just take that part of the advice at the very least. Yeah. Like, we, we are good at picturing whether or not there's going to be high-scoring games. We are not good at knowing if the Coyotes' offense is going to show up for that high-scoring affair. <laughs> Which is really the true question. I mean, with the Coyotes, how they are this year, it just doesn't surprise us, right? Yeah, it's a uh, it's very hot and cold. Uh, there's there's streaks where they're doing great. There's streaks where nothing could happen. Uh, now I'm just when, glad they didn't get shut out. Now, when draft odds and bunch of and, and a bunch of other kind of odds like that come come into place, then maybe we can be a little have a little more fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there'll, there'll there'll be plenty of fun things to happen once the season's over. I just I uh, we're at the halfway part. It's all downhill from here. It is all downhill from here. Anyways, though, that's it. We are out of time of this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you're yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes, and on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes. Don't forget to uh, check us personally. I am Robin at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. Interact with us. Ask a question you might have. We might answer right back. DM you right back if you DM'd us or answer those questions on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.